Usually when you come in on a Sunday morning that we're calling uh, Look Back Sunday, you come in and you find the stage just kind of filled with all of the, the different icons and posters and, and emblems that we use during the past year for ministry and to remind ourselves of our mission and the greatness of God and all of these things. Well, as our 15th year to be doing this, we decided to, to do something a little different. And instead of me doing all of the talking, I mean, you get to hear that every Sunday. Why don't we get some of the, uh, the other staff members up here and allow them to talk about their areas. And we're going to give them about five minutes to talk about 2015. And we're going to begin with Cody. Turn it over to you, brother. Good morning. I would like to simply spotlight some of the ways that our MAC youth collectively were city lights and put their faith into action this past year. They visited a number of homes of MAC members and visitors for the purpose of encouragement. They visited, prayed for, and delivered cards and goodies to almost all of our 60-plus 60, 60 widows, widowers, and shut-ins three times during the year. They did a few rake-and-runs for some of our widows and shut-ins. They made and mailed out a countless number of encouragement cards for our MAC widows and shut-ins and for fellow MAC youth. They did a number of random acts of kindness in the community in Jesus' names, in Jesus' name, as a means for servant evangelism. They did random acts of kindness on Mother's Day for many of our Mac mothers and also random mothers in the community showing appreciation for moms. We do this every Mother's Day on our Mama Rana, rather Mama Rama Rundown. <laughs> our youth hosted a few senior game days. They served at the Oklahoma City Food Bank during both sessions of Camp OC. They packed all the 550 holiday harvest boxes with food in 45 minutes. They led two Christian Village Assisted Living devotionals along with a large number of youth devotionals and a youth-led service in May. During spring break, 18 of our high schoolers went to Oklahoma for a five-day college vis visit slash MAC Youth Reunion slash retreat slash day of service. One morning, they helped the Church of Christ Service Center in Luther, Oklahoma, pack boxes of food for people in the community, and in the afternoon, they served at an organization called Special Care that helps families and kids who have special needs. They played with the kids and cleaned out the indoor playground while having an absolute blast. During our, our spring middle school retreat, our middle schoolers served at Medina Children's Home. They helped clean out their storage unit and serve lunch to the whole campus. They were also able to interact, worship with, and play games with all the kids at the home. For our annual high school mission trip to Monday this past summer, our youth prepared and put, put on all the vacation Bible school classes that served over 70 kids from the community. They also did special projects for the church and community while in Monday, including singing and visiting with the residents at, in the local nursing home. As a means of outreach, they put on a family carnival for the community. They participated in a teen outreach night. They also served, out, they also served at the outdoor Christian movie event that, that we put on every year for the community. There's, a, there's not a lot of options of, of entertainment in Monday, so we always have a great turnout. Over 70 of our youth participated in San Antonio Work Camp this past summer, which is a great tool for fellowship with other Christian youth, worship, leadership development, service and outreach. We, we paint and refurbish eight homes throughout San Antonio each year, which over the years 
has built up a great reputation in this city, and Jesus Christ has been glorified through this effort. Our lights are shining brightly. I would like to thank our youth for their servant hearts and their Christ-mindedness. I would also like to thank our parents and youth deacons. It truly is a team effort. Thank you. As we look back over this past year, the Lord has accomplished much through his people here. You have supported eight missionary families to be the aroma of Christ throughout this world. The Dominguez's in Honduras, the Molinas in Honduras, the Moncadas in Honduras, the Santillans in Mexico, the Smiths in the United States, the Sotos in Chile, the Vasquezes in Honduras, and the Whitakers in Swaziland. We also supported Eastern European Mission to provide Bibles and teaching resources. Furthermore, during September, you gave $11,200 above your regular contributions to purchase Bibles for those hungry for God's Word in Eastern Europe. During 2015, two Mac Messenger teams traveled to Taiwan to teach Jesus' wonderful story. Eric, Jason, and Mariah Richter, as well as Haley Overby, comprised the first team. Margaret Hatcher and Elva Marquez later traveled to a second congregation. Dozens of people read portions of the Bible, learning about God and Christ. Our Mac messengers also connected with them by developing friendships. We can be grateful for Mark Blankenship and Bob Cunningham, who served as deacons with missions. While Tim Hunter has led our World Bible School Bible Correspondence Ministry for many years, last year he accepted the role of becoming its deacon. In addition to sending some students Bibles, 12 volunteers sent out over 700 Bible correspondence courses to eight countries plus U.S. prisons. Last year, some of Ghana's private schools began using World Bible School materials, and we accepted the responsibility to teach 100 of those students. In the Care Cottage Ministry, after five years of wonderful service and leadership, David Banton passed the baton of leadership to Tony Rather. On about a monthly basis, a handful of guys from Mac have given up a portion of their Monday night or Saturday morning to help load up a truck with HEB food. Then these guys unload all that food at our care cottage, stacking it on pallets and shelves. Our Monday morning crew emptied the collection bins and sent out clothing for distribution later that week. The Wednesday and Friday morning crews welcomed people from all over San Antonio, providing them access to food and clothing. They served 800 different families in 2015. Many of these families came multiple times for assistance. The care cottage purposes involve showing God's love. God desires that his love will draw people toward himself. Some of our clients have requested Bible studies or have visited our worship services. Our care ministry provides critical financial assistance. When disaster struck Texas, you donated $5,000 on top of your regular contribution to help others. But the care ministry entailed much more than just high-profile announcements. It constantly worked in the background. During 2015, well over 50% of the days when our church office was open, the community came knocking, seeking assistance, because they did not have the resources to provide for their basic necessities. Your contributions provided the funding that kept the lights on and prevented people throughout all of San Antonio from being evicted from their homes. 
Care was extended to our community in the form of financial counseling and information resources in order to assist them in averting future financial crises. We are aware of about 200 different families from the San Antonio area who have visited our morning and evening Sunday worship services during 2015. A number of these visited multiple times. Roger Davila joined Steve Swan as a deacon to help our congregation connect with these visitors through Operation Connect in order that our visitors might become our brothers and sisters in this congregation of the Lord's body. A team of 43 people will work together through data input, prayer, phone calls, and visitation to assist visitors in becoming members. Joyce Wells and Gail Wilkins have also sent cards to many of our visitors. Last year, Chris Overby became a deacon with Frontline, our evangelism ministry. Frontline trains our members, promotes one-on-one -on -one Bible studies, as well as ensures that everyone who wants to study God's Word will have the opportunity for a personalized Bible study. To provide training and encouragement, two mustard seed workshops were held. In 2015, we also began advertising the next workshop will be held on March 20th, 2016. During 2015, mustard seed tools were used in many evangelistic Bible studies. As a result, we witnessed people responding to the good news about Christ as they acknowledged Christ, trusting in Him to be their Lord and Savior upon their baptism. Last, as last year drew to an end, Frontline began recruiting volunteers who would be willing to use their ability to read and speak English to assist others in learning about God. This will be advertised through SAC and the work done there. Through our budget, our congregation also supported the evangelistic and discipling work of the Bible Chair at SAC. At 2015, we began the year by offering the Servant Heart Leadership, the Servant Heart Luncheon, free of charge, to learn more. And it's been announced that today is the last day to sign up for next week. Thank you. Well, I look forward to my applause. As a discipleship minister, we started the year with the Insight Seminar with Kurt Nickham, studying the Book of Romans. And I had wonderful help from the adult education team made up of Lowell Adams, Prentice Spivey, David White, and Jim Overby. They and their wives helped me to put on this seminar so that we as a congregation could learn from Dr. Nickham some of the deepest meanings of the Book of Romans for our lives. Then in February, we moved on to the Financial Peace University, and that um, uh, set of curriculum began. Eric and Veronica Sebastian facilitated a class on Sunday afternoons, and Daryl and Tammy Ransleben facilitated a class on Wednesday evenings. This class helped, at that point, about 20 families learn more about controlling their finances over a nine-week period. Then, beginning in March, we had a coordinated study focused on the Book of Romans, which some of our adult Bible classes even continued into the, the summer. I really, really appreciate all of our adult Bible class teachers. The, we have 13 classes every single Sunday. And we have many more teachers than just the 13 who stand up on any given Sunday who teach throughout the year. In fact, I believe it's well over 30 men and women teach in this church every year on Sundays, Tuesdays, on Wednesdays as well as other times and I commend all of you for that work. Besides working as your discipleship minister working in direct Bible study kind of times I also work with service and that brings me to the midweek meal 
when on Wednesday nights we feed our bodies as well as our souls. This year, Carol Banton and Kalia Smith continued to lead Wednesday night teams in January and the, in the spring, and they welcomed a newcomer, Shannon Taylor, as one of their leaders, co-leaders. And this fall, we added Tanya Wishart to that team whenever Carol Banton retired. Of course, she'll be back. Who knows? But uh, they have done a great job. These ladies have done a fantastic job with the menus and with the kitchen and with all the work that they've done with that. And I really, really appreciate their work a lot. Fellowship has been a, a team also that has been led by Charles Bant, uh, excuse me, Charles Blank for many, many years. And he has two teams that work with him to help us on Wednesday nights in the summer to feed us cookies and coffee and uh, tea and lemonade and those kind of things, as well as during the school year when we have missionary events as well as ice cream and praise and pie and those kind of events. And we appreciate all of those folks who do so much work. Special Meals is led by Ann and Lynn Mundy, who prepare meals for those suffering loss on the day of the funeral, along with several different helpers that they use. Sometimes for these funerals, the family requests singers so one of our elders, Brad Roach, leads those singers, but only after Joy Cloud calls around and recruits those folks. So I want to say especially thanks to Joy, who is able to serve so many families throughout this year and many other years as well. Now this leads us to the Good Grief Ministry, which is led by Ed and Greg Biggers, who have done a powerful work training so many of our families, uh, so many people, about how to counsel living in grief. This year has seen a setback in that, obviously, because Ed had had uh, surgery this year. He is very close to being, I mean, he's doing much better and looking forward to being back at that work full time this year. That leads me to think about mental wellness as well. The mental wellness ministry is led by Don and Carol Hollins, who've been teaching NAMI. But that ministry also went through a setback when Don was finding through cancer. He is close to being released by the doctors and is looking forward to leading some more NAMI classes as well. Many of you, though, have noticed airmen and soldiers who have been part of our worship over the last several years. Ted Mathis runs the Ride to Mac ministry, spending time every single Saturday on the phone talk, texting and talking to between 10 and 15 military members, reminding them of church and seeing who's available to come on any given Sunday. Ted coordinates this quiet ministry with three other men who pick up these students from Fort Sam every single week. If you'd like to help out, he's always looking for more drivers. So let us know. 2015 has been a great year of service here at MAC. I look forward to seeing what God has in store for us in 2016. So let's, let's see what happens. <clears throat> I love leading our staff, and one of the things when we decided to do this was, who was Cody going to stand behind? So you noticed he went first. <laughs> and that uh, Doug got an applause even without a joke. We're really proud of you. If you want me to. No. <laughs> our ladies' ministry had a different kind of retreat this uh, last year with the ministry staff, so I sharing their theme was Renew. The ladies' ministry has hosted a numerous baby showers and wedding showers throughout the year. Annual activities include the Ladies' Fall Social, the Ladies' Christmas Gift Exchange, and they were well attended. Ladies' Bible classes on Tuesday and Wednesday evening throughout the school year have been a blessing to many, many women. 
The men's ministry has been busy helping move people. They meet the second Tuesday of each month for monthly prayer gatherings. The men, for years, have met every Thursday morning for a prayer gathering in the small kitchen. And several men are involved in LTG groups throughout the year. Jerry Taylor was our dynamic guest speaker for the men's event in 2015. And the men's ministry has some incredible things planned for our men in 2016. The, widow care, the senior adult ministry has enjoyed many fellowship and, and service projects. The Mac quilters have made many quilts and donated them to worthy causes. Our senior crafters have spent hours and hours making craft projects for hospice services here in San Antonio. We honored Don and Carol Hollins for their many years of service leading the ministry of senior adults this year, and they turned it over to the capable hands of Eric and Veronica Sebastian. The seniors finished out this year with a grand Christmas party. And our Widow Care Ministry continues its quiet work and has hosted a couple events this last year. The Widow Care Team is a new team for 2015 and consists of Deacons Phil Brown, Efton Giles, and David Welch. And I know that they're planning um, a great uh, growth in their ministry in 2016. In our children's ministry, we are so blessed to have Seanette Brandt on staff as our children's minister. And she has now completed her first year. And wow, it's been a year. A lot's been accomplished. If you have seen the new kids park on the second floor, and if you haven't seen it, please go see it. The new curriculum, experimental learning stations opened in September, and we're off to a great start. This summer was full of incredible activities for our kids, including cooking camp. Our kids were junior chefs and made dinner for their parents. Bike rodeos, truth trackers, fall festival, camp impact, under the big top reading camp. Captain Carl and Whirly Bird hosted Live the Adventure this summer. These are just a few of the many events that have taken place in the last year in the children's ministry. Our MacPack group has some fantastic family gatherings this year. We began the Tell Tag and Memory Verse program called Truth Trackers during the year. Sparks was revamped. Our family ministry recognized and prayed for the new babies. We had our largest school supply drive in, in history this year and collected over $6,000 of school supplies for our neighborhood schools, which were desperately needed. We offered classes on parenting and marriage. We hosted summer cookouts under the direction of David Myers and the cooking team. Look, at, uh, Look to the Hills was our theme for our summer family camp, and we offered and are offering classes to help strengthen marriages. And we hosted the Happy Days couple slide, Couples Dinner, and I wish I could have put up every slide this morning of all of you sitting on the Harley. As I announced earlier, we completed the Pew Project in our administrative ministries this year, and we thank the financial planning team for all the work they have done on our budget. Our new marquee, our beautiful marquee, was installed in the front. We now save money and energy, and we are now more of a light to 410 than ever before as we replace that sign. And many, many projects have taken place to maintain and improve the facilities around here in 2015. And as we finished off the year, a program that is special to my heart is Holiday Harvest. Because of your generous giving and all and many of you involved, we had a goal to serve 550 families, and we served almost 600 this year. $32,000 was raised, and the remaining money goes to feed hungry people through the Care Cottage Ministry. Uh, thank you for your service through Holiday Harvest. Last but not least, we're going to talk about worship. But before we do that, um, 
I just want to say, I work with the greatest staff in any church anywhere. I just think that uh, that that working with uh, with Richard and with Seanette and with Cody and with Barry and Douglas is one of the greatest blessings that anyone could experience. We really have a, a cohesive team. We we not only are able to to think very deeply about things and and really debate things very uh, profoundly with each other to make sure that that we're doing the best that we can as a staff and as a church, but we can laugh together. And there's nothing like having a youth minister that when you're walking down the hallway will jump on your back. And we do depend on Doug's jokes every once in a while. Go figure. Hey, you're probably wondering why I was standing back here too, kind of this ominous figure back behind these guys. Well, we had talked a lot about let's, let's do it differently this year. Let's, let's have everybody speak about five minutes or so. And that's five minutes, nothing more, five minutes. And we just kept pressing that, pressing that. The guys are practicing. And so we're in the back just now, and we're going over it. And I said, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And I don't want to say who it was. But the guy that led the collection prayer said, we need a pool on that. <laughs> and so my part of it was, you know, these guys are not going to break the five minutes. So I was back there behind them just to make sure. We end uh, our look at 2015 with, with worship. As you know, uh, a Sunday does, doesn't just happen magically out of the air. There are lots of people working behind the scenes. I have a great group of deacons, guys, that I really depend on every Sunday. I have Robert Hatcher, who is phenomenal with the audiovisual stuff. We have Steve Linscombe and Eddie Arbuckle and Tom Lockridge and Matt Raisler. All of these guys contribute every Sunday morning to what you experience here. We've got Jimmy Carter and a group of guys that help him in the back putting together communion for a thousand people. We have Larry Wojtasek and his wife Betty who get here early to make sure that all of that stuff is gathered up and taken to the back where it can be sorted out by, by Reader Dowdy and others and the communion servers. We have ushers and we have greeters. No one ever comes into our church building without somebody handing them a, a, a bulletin and a handshake or a hug and a smile and a welcome. And all of these people are really, really important. And then we have this, this unknown crew that's in the back. You never see them. You never see their face, but you see their work every Sunday morning and every Sunday night. They are the guys that do the sound and they do the, the, the projection. We've got different teams for every week. We have Ethan Cobb and Jeff Hosman who are back there right now. We have Team Burroughs and Team Taylor. We have Steve Linscombe and Jeff Marks. Tina Sanchez and Brody O'Brien, and we kind of have a go-to guy, Grant Cobb, who if, if somebody is absent and Robert can't do it, Grant steps in. Grant does a lot of the, the cabling and the wiring and the connecting of things. We're just sunk in the waters without these guys. And not only do we have all of these people that are working to contribute, but they're contributing to a time where we come together and we praise God. Ben Bailey, I love to, to preach uh, when we have been singing together, and I appreciate Ben and, and Jeff and, and others that step in from time to time, like David Rainey and Brad Roach and, and Bob Cunningham and guys like that. We come together not just to praise God, but to study the Word of God together. Uh, we looked through the entire book of Romans this, this year. On Sunday nights, we did Judges. We tackled all kinds of different subjects like the meaning of Easter and the resurrection and Christmas and talked about how you can have a better prayer life and we talked about grief. We even dedicated one Sunday to helping us to understand biblically how we as a church in this community can love and minister and reach out to people who struggle with same-sex attraction. Dedicated an entire Sunday to that. We also this year have broadcast about the 
12th year, 13th year on KTSA and ESPN radio, these one-minute spots. We continue to do that. It's an amazing thing to be in the community and talking to somebody, and uh, they introduce themselves, and I shake their hand. I say, my name's Mark Absher, and they look at me real funny. And they go, are you the guy on the radio? And I go, uh, yeah. And tell me what you think. He said, I thought you were taller. <laughs> and skinnier. <laughs> on the first day of this year, I was not in the gym. <laughs> we did our 15th annual praise and pie on the Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. We did, uh, for the fifth year in a row, we did our Christmas Eve devotional at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We had about 450 people, again, show up as we just told the story and sang the hymns. We, we installed deacons this year. We have a larger group of deacons who are uh, helping with the existing deacons in our church to perform the ministries of the church. One of the great blessings to me this year that you helped make happen was to be a part of the fourth annual Continent Care Retreat for missionary men in, in South America. Thirteen care team members, of which I was one, went down again and we ministered to 55 missionary men from 11 nations. And it was a time of recharging and refreshment for the missionaries in the Latin American world. And today is the last day that we really talk about with, uh, as, as a theme the, um, the theme of this year, which was City Lights. And even though we're going to retire this logo and we're going to introduce another one this next week, we need to remind ourselves that all of these things that we talked about, all of these things that, that, that Cody and the kids and, and Barry and Douglas and Richard and, and, and Seanette and all of us do together as a church makes us light in this community. And there are people that struggle all the time with, with their finances, with stress, with, with mental health, with, with marriage issues, with relational issues, with stress on the job. There, there are folks that just need to, to understand that there is a God who loves them and a God who cares for them. And it doesn't just stop with the cross. He not just forgives them and, 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 and saves them unto Himself, but He puts His Spirit inside of them that, so that they are transformed. And we have His Word to build these structures for our life that help us to draw closer and closer and closer to Him on a daily basis. That's what we do as a church. We bless people in the name of God as we ourselves become closer and closer to Him and become more like Christ as disciples. And that can happen for you this morning. And Ben's going to lead us in a song this morning. It's an invitation song. And it's, it's a high point of, of our morning together as we, we think about all of the ways that God touches our lives and we spiral into His kingdom and His kingdom spirals into our hearts. And this invitation is for you to do better in the kingdom if you feel like there's some areas where you need help or prayer or encouragement to come down to the front and to talk to these shepherds who are your spiritual leaders. Or it might be an opportunity for the kingdom of God to become very real for you as the kingdom of God comes into your heart. And you sense God's love and forgiveness. Not just today, but for the rest of your life. And not just His forgiveness, but His love and His presence and His holiness and His transcendence in a way that changes your life. It radically transforms the way that you live and makes you light in this community as well as a light to people in this church. And if that describes you this morning, we want you to come down to the front and talk to these shepherds as we sing this song together. Let's praise I God. love the